Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike. That's Doug. Dude, it's been like uh, long a time. Month. Yeah, it's been a month, but you know what? There's been nothing to talk about. But you know what, dude? There is now because hockey is back on Saturday morning. There will be bubble hockey in Edmonton and Toronto, safely enclosed within a saran wrap Canadian bubble. Hockey will be nestled in in a COVID free environment to play some hockey, dude. That's what we're hoping for, dude. I'm excited. I'm excited. We're going to revive and revamp the season bet, which we'll talk about after we talk about the limited Sharks news that we have. But hockey is back, so the dudes are back. And uh, the Vegas bet is back? It's amended. Amended. Yeah. We're we're still having a bet. I don't... I'm... I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I don't think it should involve a trip. So that's... Yes. that's oh, yeah. I think it needs to have uh, some sort of... Uh, we always discussed this having some sort of immediate payoff. So something that could be enjoyed during uh, our uh, new quarantine reality, which I'm told will not last forever. But uh, right now it feels like forever. Just be the next uh, you know, 10 or 12 years. That's all. Dude! Uh, dude! What a downer. <laughs> I can't wait to see how long your hair will be then. It's long enough now, I got to tell you. Nice. Yeah. It looks nice. Thanks. Well, dude, there is some Sharks news. I will say uh, Doug Wilson's a Hall of Famer. Hooray for him. Yay. Hey, that hey. is nothing to sneeze at. Nothing dude. at all. Norris Trophy winner. Congratulations to Doug Wilson and and everybody in the family. I'm sure that's a... An honor that never leaves you, right? That's just that's something. It's a it's a feather in your cap that uh, no one can ever take away. And he's uh he's deserving. I wonder if some of his success as Sharks GM, although he hasn't won a, he hasn't won a cup, but the Sharks do have a pretty good playoff record. I wonder if some of that success bled into the minds of the voters. You know, he was inducted as a player, not as a builder. But I can't help but think the fact that he's managed to bring the Sharks team to the playoffs many years, got to the cup finals a few years back, made some memorable and and famous trades during his tenure. I I think that might have pushed him over the edge. Uh, I think you're right, dude, and I think it should. Uh, You know, Doug Wilson, the player, Doug Wilson, the hockey, uh, hockey, tan hockey god, you know? (laughs) That's right. so congratulations to the GM of the Sharks, Doug Wilson, for a helmetless entry into the Hockey Hall of Fame, dude. And Doug Wilson appears to be uh, not just resting on his Hall of Fame laurels here, dude. It looks like, without officially announcing it, but through other moves that have been reported, that they have settled on who will be the head coach next year. It certainly looks like Bob Bugner's coming back. It doesn't, you know, the, the thing that really tipped it off is that he hired a new assistant coach, uh, a guy who was a successful coach in the AHL. I think he was the coach for the Chicago Wolves. 
And you just don't bring over a guy like that if you're going to lose your job in two weeks. It just doesn't make any sense. I, that, that guy, I'm sure he's a, a smart a smart coach and a smart man. I don't. I would never take a flyer on a job that may not ever get started. I mean, these head coaching jobs are hard to get, even in the AHL. So the fact that Doug Wilson hasn't announced Bob Bugner as the the permanent coach of the Sharks is very surprising to me. It makes it it's confusing, frankly. Yeah, I'm so uh, Rocky Thompson has not been officially announced by the team as an assistant coach, but. There have been reports that he has left his job with the Chicago Wolves to be an assistant coach with the San Jose Sharks. So uh, I don't know what they're waiting for um, if they're making these moves. I mean, when Doug Wilson was asked about it, he said that there is nothing finalized, uh, which um, I don't believe him. I think he's a Hall of Fame fibber right now. (laughs) Right. Uh, But, I mean, maybe they're waiting on the rest of the staff to announce it all in its entirety. I mean, you have to imagine that the staff that was, you know, put on Bugner at the, at the end of the year last year will be returning to their regular roles with the Barracuda, um, except for maybe not Nabokov, which we'll see, you know, if he ends up staying uh, with the uh, big club, but maybe there's a second assistant coach they're waiting to, to wrap up so they can announce the entire staff in its entirety. But, um, yeah, dude, I mean, like I, I'm, I'm if it, if it's what they're going to do, then they should just say they're going to do it. I don't know what they're waiting for. Um, unless it is that, you know, this report is wrong and this is not what's happening. Right. That, that, that's the only thing that makes any sense at all. What you said is that, okay, they still need to, gather some more staff members before they make a public announcement. But it, it doesn't, I mean, it would, it would be the most shocking turn of events if a new guy was hired and then the whole staff loses, <laughs> loses their yeah. jobs. Yeah. Like, that no, makes no I mean, sense. That's... And also it shows a little bit of, of PR bungling to me. Like a guy's going to leave his job in Chicago move himself and his family and like no one's going to find out and the sharks thought they could keep that under wraps until some announcement later on that doesn't that that's not that doesn't seem to make too much sense either but you know yeah. uh, maybe they just know, maybe they just no miscalculated maybe no one yeah no one's looking the sharks or the chicago wolves way right now so they could get get through it but it does appear that it did cross somebody's uh somebody's uh, radar. So we'll see. I mean, the other thing, the only thing I can think of is that perhaps another member of this shark staff is currently working for another team that is involved in this NHL restart. And that until the restart is over and this person who's maybe out of contract or is planning to leave, uh, can join this staff that they're not going to say anything. Yeah. I mean, that's the only other thing that makes any sense. I mean, we can see through the choice the New Jersey Devils made by hiring Lindy Ruff. You know, the, the word was that LaViolette priced himself completely out of that job and that Gerard Gallant asked for basically control over player personnel. And so he was eliminated. So they hired Lindy Ruff. Yeah. You know, so, uh, 
it doesn't sound like it wasn't that they didn't have interest in those two guys. It sounds like those two guys maybe overplayed their hand a little bit. And now and maybe they didn't want the New Jersey Devils job that much anyways. But like the Sharks job is off the table now. Maybe the Minnesota Wild job is off the table since they've hired Dean Evison uh, permanently. I mean, there are jobs that are disappearing and there are a lot of high profile coaches, LaViolette, uh, Gallant, Bruce Boudreaux, and I guess Mike Babcock uh, that are out there. So um, interesting. I'm yeah. just saying interesting. Yeah, interesting. I. It just doesn't – at this point, it's Bob Bugner. I think maybe they had some discussions with some of these other coaches and just said, you know, this isn't the right fit. You know, maybe La Violette or some of these other guys pulled some sort of power play. You know, Doug Wilson's not giving up player personnel decisions to the coach. Like, no, that, no. That's not going to happen. No. So, no, uh, and, 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 and I could also see ownership being wary and in investing a lot of money in a coach when the team – might continue to be bad. Yeah. You know, like, you know, why do you want to pay Peter LaViolette top five NHL coach money, which he deserves to come in and coach a team that, you know, <laughs> looks like they're on the end of their, uh, playoff run. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you can probably get Bugner for a pretty good price and the players seem to be behind it. So I'm not excited about it, but I understand it. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's, that's the case. And, and I I could, I could understand someone wanting to make a case that this is a team that doesn't necessarily need a veteran. I know we've been talking about La Violette, but I think, you know, there's, there's an argument to be made. I'm not sure I'd necessarily buy into it, but there's an argument to be made that, you know, the Sharks, there's a lot of retreads, Lindy Ruff being one of them. And the Sharks should just hire a coach that doesn't have a lot of NHL experience. And that's Bob Bugner. You know, there's a lot of assistants that want to be coaches. There's a lot of minor league coaches that want to be coaches. You know, let's start plumbing those depths as opposed to just like, okay, this guy got fired and it's just musical chairs and the same seven guys just find new jobs around the league. I, I can understand that you're wanting some new blood. So we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, it's not, yeah. it's not an inspiring hire, Bob Bugner, but you know, maybe he, he put some things in motion last year that will bear fruit this coming season. Who knows? We're going to find out. <laughs> we are. <laughs> We're going to find out. Dude, Dude. In, in other news, I don't know yes. if you saw it was on Twitter yesterday. What? Is John Root, the in-stadium announcer, yes. uh, has left. So oh. he, he is no longer a part of the organization. And... Uh, where has he gone? I don't know. There was it was just sort of like you know thanks for the memories kind of situation, and you know I I have no insight into this situation at all. It, it it's hard for me not to think that this has something to do with the fact that the sharks probably aren't going to be playing at the tank anytime soon, <laughs> right? And so you know if your job is to get the crowd riled up during the game, um, I think he's going to be on the shelf for a while, and I could totally understand. You know, if you don't have a paycheck, <laughs> you, you might want to try something else. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. He may have. Uh, yeah, who knows? We don't want to speculate. But no, uh, not at all. But I, you know, good luck to good luck to John and and of course. And I know there was a lot of fans of of his that liked his presence in the arena and all that kind of stuff. And that's, you know, for people that go to a lot of games, that's a you know, it's an important part of the game is to all that um you know in game action and the trivia contests and the, you know, all that kind sure. of stuff. And and he ran all of that. So he was a, a visible figure there at the tank. 
So good luck maybe to him. He'll, maybe he'll go up to Seattle to release the Kraken. The Kraken, dude. That's the new team. I have to tell you, I love the name Kraken. It's great. If I was a Seattle, uh, Seattleite, Seattleian, uh, I would be very excited about the Kraken. It's too bad they kind of chose a color that's really close to the shark's color. But, <laughs> but, but in terms of a, in terms of a, uh, in terms of a mascot, I really like it. I, I think that has a, it has a lot of good ties to Seattle. It's just it's interesting and new. It's it's perfect. Sure. Well, I guess when Brent Burns is a Kraken in a year, yeah. then he won't look that much different. The other thing is that there's really lots of good. There's lots of good jokes to be had at the Kraken's expense. Yeah, I think there's a lot yeah. of really good like turns yes. of phrase that you could use yeah, against absolutely. them. Absolutely. Yes. Oh man, it's just it's it's really it's gold, Jerry. <laughs> so thank you, thank you, Kraken. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, and and you're right. Uh, there's there's been uh, an article written about already written about what Sharks players might go to Seattle. I feel like I've read three, and all of them say Brent Burns is going to Seattle. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I don't think we should get too far into it, but what? No, no, what, no. What's no, your no. What's mean, your reaction to that prediction, dude? No, no, as in he won't be exposed, or no, as in. Why would they, they take him? That's exactly what I think. Why would I just, they take I don't, him? I mean, I mean, unless, I, listen, I, I love Brent Burns and I'm rooting for him, but he had a terrible year last year. And at that price, I don't know why they would want him. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But my only thing <laughs> is not that he's a bad player, but I think the the playbook is very clear from what the Vegas Golden Knights did. And they managed to get, be successful, much more successful than anyone anticipated right away. And their right. playbook was not to take the highest name, highest price player available. I mean, there were plenty of Eric Stalls and other players that were available during the expansion draft that they did not take. And this is a copycat league, let's be honest. I mean, this is a league where everyone's going to try and, you know, and it's the same expansion rules. Yeah, I, I can't but, imagine you know, Seattle going with an entirely different strategy with the expansion draft and, and sucking up all the high-priced, high-value, high, big-name players. there's no way that uh, the, the, the other GMs around the league, they got, they got taken for a ride, basically, by Vegas. They really mishandled. I mean, Florida, I mean... Yeah, that's true. It, yeah, it Florida. So, that looks so bad. You know, they just gave away Jonathan March. So they basically paid Vegas to take him, you know, and there's several other instances of that where you go, what Columbus, what, what are you thinking? You know, they gave away William Carlson, right? Yep. And, um, you know, maybe Vegas got lucky. Maybe they were super crafty. I don't know. But somehow they ended up with a really good team. And I don't think it's going to be as easy for Seattle to, navigate those waters and take advantage of 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 people so we will see we will see dude should we move to the playoffs and the play-in games and the vegas yes. bet and those predictions and all this kind of stuff yes did you watch did you watch the game last night where calgary got housed no, I have not watched a single moment of the uh, exhibition for the play-in games. No. Yeah, yeah. There's, it's. <laughs> well, the whole Calgary situation's been pretty weird. I mean, where they have, you know, 
Uh, they had their team split into two teams and there's all this speculation about one team was the oops, I got exposed to COVID team. And, you know, I mean, like it was seemed like a really odd, awkward scenario going on uh, in uh, in Calgary right now. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, in terms of these play in games. While I am excited about hockey coming back, it's hard for me to get super excited about any of these series. I I guess I'll as a as sort of a example, there's only a few series that seem to be close in terms of predictions, but some of these series I feel like are going to be pretty one-sided and I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just enough to to have hockey back, but it's like does anyone really think the Canadians are going to beat Pittsburgh? <laughs> well, dude, I, I don't know that we can do our series previews without making our picks first, because otherwise we'll be tipping our hand. Right. Okay. So what do we get? What's what's the plan? What are we going to do? Well, dude, and uh, we talked about this a while ago. So you tell me if you still agree to these terms. So in the the tournament is broken up into two groups right now. Right. You've got the seeding pool. And you've got the play-in pool, right? Mm -hmm. So there are eight teams in the seeding pool. You have five of those teams from the original draft, and I have three. Okay. So you get to keep your five teams, and I get to keep my three. So we're not being penalized for the good picks that we had. Right. Okay. Right? So now we get to the eight series that are in the play-in round. Yep. Right? So we talked about uh, each of us getting to pick one... No, sorry. You get to pick two teams to keep from your original draft pool. Okay. And then that puts the other teams up for grabs for redrafting. So when you pick Pittsburgh, which you will, you are then forcing Montreal on me. That's right. Right? I was going to pick Toronto, though. Oh, wait. I have Toronto. (laughs) No kidding, dude. (laughs) So that's how it goes. Yeah, okay. Does that sound fair to you? Yeah, that sounds good. And then then every play-in matchup, it's head-to-head. You and I are head-to-head. It's head-to-head, and we talked about how we really want to continue to be at each other's throats for as much of this as possible. Right. But then when we get to the next round, I mean, it's possible that all of my play-in teams could lose, yeah. and I'm left with Dallas, Colorado, and Washington, and you have the other 13 teams. I mean, that <laughs> that yeah. could could happen, right? Sure. So there's a bit of gamesmanship in the picking of the, of the play-in teams because you're not only picking your team, you're picking the team that you're forcing on the other person. That's right. Right. That's right. Does it ma- right. does it matter who each of us has in these play in in these play in series or should we just ignore all that? What like, do you mean? Like you have Toronto, it doesn't doesn't. No, matter. I think it's a it's a it's a it's well. I mean, we can pick from our own pool or we can just redraft in the play in. I'm up for either. I think we just redraft. Okay, that's more fun. All right, well, dude, you had more playoff teams than I did. So I think it is fair that you get rewarded with the first pick of the, uh, um, the play in round, the play in round. 
So um, are we going snake or are we going, or you get to choose. Do you want first pick or do you want second and third pick? Or is it one, two, three, four? I don't care. Geez, so many options. I'm getting confused. No, we over do. Here. Okay, so we we do snake in the in the in the season draft. So we should probably be consistent. Okay, and do that. So, do you want to pick first, or do you want to um, take the second and third pick? Uh, let's see. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the second and third pick. I took the number one pick overall. This year, and I took the lightning, so I'm gonna take the second and third pick in this. Okay. So you get, you don't look happy, so that's good. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, nuts. Um, this is I, I I'm not prepared for this. Yeah. Um, in terms of uh, that being uh, your decision (laughs) so you can you can choose to edit this moment out of the podcast or leave the awkwardness i'll leave the awkward silence in dude did you actually do research for this Uh, yeah i mean uh, of course Um, i have all my research right here um i will i will take the i will take the pittsburgh penguins all right all right dude all right, dude. I hmm. <laughs> it's it's not it's not great. You know, it's like it's not great. These choices aren't great. I'm gonna take um. I think I'm gonna take uh, Carolina, and I'm gonna take uh. I don't want any of that. Do I want that? <laughs> I don't know what I want. Hold on. <sighs> it's just, this is great. This yeah. is great. Yeah. This and, is drama. The listeners are enthralled. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's I think I'm gonna take yeah, I'll take Carolina. And I, I guess I'll take Ed, I'll take Edmonton. Yeah. Shoot. Okay. Uh, I will take Toronto. And I will take Nashville. Okay. Um, let's see. Man. Um, so you got Nashville... Ah, uh, that means. So wait, is Am I the series left are Florida versus the Islanders, Minnesota versus Vancouver, and Winnipeg versus Calgary. Okay. Um. Sorry, say those. So I get I get two of those, and you get the last you one. You get two of those, and then I pick last. Um, I'll take um. I'll take Vancouver because who cares? And I'm just uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna load up on the West and take Calgary. <laughs> You're gonna take Calgary. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> I gotta tell you that. Oh wait, I no. I mean, sorry. I I misspoke. I mean the Jets. I'm gonna take the Jets. 
Sorry. What? Wait a second. So no, I I admit, I was looking at the wrong this thing. This is a Toronto moment. We got to go to the judges. <laughs> we got to go to the judges. Replay the tape. Oh, Michael said he will God. take Calgary. I'm not right. taking Calgary. I'm taking the judges. All right. All right. You're taking. Oh man. It's like an Edmonton. There's a Vancouver. lot of listeners out here right now. They're calling foul. Yeah. I will accept it because right. I trust you. Right, I trust you. you because taking Calgary was beyond dumb. Yeah. That, All right. I wouldn't have done that. That was a Toronto moment. For I'm you. done, but I'm not that dumb. You have left me with the ultimate toss up here. Yeah. Like this is just a brutal, terrible choice. I will take the Islanders. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that. I would have okay, taken the so Islanders too. To recap, in the Arizona Nashville series, you have the Yotes. They're GM-less Yotes. I have the uh, completely uh, baffling Nashville Predators. Yep. Um, uh, I have the, uh, stinky Chicago Blackhawks and you have the, uh, we might play defense Edmonton Oilers, uh, in the matchup that probably makes me the most nervous, but I had to take them. I have Toronto and you have Columbus, which it would not shock me at all. If they beat the Toronto blue, uh, the Maple Leafs in Toronto, it would be the ultimate shame. Yeah, it would be. But I, I, I half expect it. Um, I have the New York Islanders uh, who could be a total bust or they could be sneaky good in a situation like this. And you have the Florida Panthers who, who knows, uh, one of the worst teams against the top 10 in the league. They were 8 and 16. I mean, maybe the only team that was worse was Calgary. They're 6 and 15 against the top. <laughs> And teams <laughs> in the NHL. Uh, uh, I have Minnesota, which I've had so many people pick as like a sleeper pick, and I don't get it at all. But I'm going to just say that they're right because you forced me into taking them. You have right. Vancouver, young, exciting team. Maybe that will be a fun uh, choice for you. I had the first pick. I took Pittsburgh. I, I just felt like I had to take them because I think that is the biggest layup series uh, versus Montreal. I think they'll get out of there pretty quickly. Uh, I love your Carolina pick, although of the teams you forced on me, I think I like the Rangers the best. So right. um, that team, that they could beat Carolina, especially without Dougie Hamilton. And then Calgary blows, dude. I don't understand yeah, them at Calgary all. Calgary does blow. But, um, but Winnipeg does too. So... Uh, but really, it's just about getting out of that series. Of these teams in the play-in, which team do you think is the most dangerous in terms of making a decent run here? You know, I have to go... You know, this is this doesn't really make a lot of sense, but right now, I feel like the East is going to be won by one of the teams that's not in the play-in. You know, you have Boston, you have Tampa Bay, and you have Washington in the East that are not playing in these play-in series. I can't imagine another team winning the East than outside of those three. I just that just seems crazy. Maybe Pittsburgh, but that's going to be a really tough road, and they're not getting any younger. Um, so that the West is by far more open. So that's why of my of my teams, I'm. That's why I took three West teams and only one Eastern team because the West is more open 
And so I take Edmonton because I think Edmonton's the best team I took in the West. That being said, I don't know if I really like their chances versus Vegas. And I don't know if I really like their chances versus Colorado or St. Louis either. So I'm not really sure. Everybody seems to love Colorado all of a sudden, uh, which is funny because St. Louis is better. So I'm not really sure why St. Louis is suddenly, suddenly lost a lot of stock. Can you explain this to me, dude? Well, I would have said that uh, I would agree with that if there wasn't a stoppage. But if any, if the stoppage played in anybody's favor, it was St. Louis because they were going to be the tired team coming into the playoffs because of their Stanley Cup run. And now they just had a break that they that probably helped them quite a bit. So, um no, I, I I do think Colorado is good, and I I like. I think that would be a pretty incredible Western Conference Finals if we got if that was you know where we were, you know if if we end if they ended up one two, and that's the Western Conference Finals in the end. That would be very entertaining. Um, but I think any team in the play-in is at a massive disadvantage because they you know, will have probably been through some more intense uh, games and possibly more games, right? I mean, the the round robin is three games and the other series are best of five, right? So, um, you know, if these go five games and they just beat the tar out of each other in five games, which you could definitely see that Columbus-Toronto series going five, then if they come out of it and then they have to play the Bruins, like, ugh, yeah, yikes, you know, and it'll be interesting to see how the round robin games play out, right? Are these guys going to treat these games more like the Olympics where they're kind of taking it easy on each other, where they're not trying to blow each other up, you know, or um, how seriously are they going to take not the competitive level, but the physicality initially, you know, so that they're risking themselves in games that don't really matter, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I think there's a real risk of that. I mean, if I was Tampa Bay, would you really want to be going a thousand percent trying to score 20 goals and not give up any and start diving and blocking shots with your face, you know, against a team that you might face later in the playoffs and, and the results of which doesn't matter? I I think that might backfire on the league a little bit. I, you know, I, I think it's good to have hockey. It's good to, to play, but I'm not sure how much those games are going to be watchable, to be honest. Mm. Well, uh, watchable or not, I'll be watching. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, of my, uh, of my teams that I took, you know, I, I would agree with your West analysis and, you know, I mean, I think that Nashville is is a huge mystery team in all of this. You know, can they get it together? They've got a ton of talent, um, and they were disappointing. Um, they were especially disappointing against bad teams. They played down to competition during the regular season. If you look at their record against top 10 teams – it's the best of any of the teams in the play. They were 12 and nine against the top 10 teams in the NHL. So when they played good teams, they played well. When they played bad teams, they played poorly. 
So, you know, is it going to be a good thing that they're playing Arizona, who is not a bad team? They're not bad. No, it's not, not like they're playing Chicago, right? You know, they're gonna they're gonna be pushed, right? Yep. And um, they are gonna have to be on their game. They're not just gonna get a, a free pass, you know. So it could play to their advantage, but you know, I can't see. Like you said, I mean, if Nashville makes it out and then they play, you know, Dallas or something in the next round. I mean, I could see them upsetting Dallas, sure, right? Sure. But then it's the end of the road. Like, I just don't know how they would be able to get another round out. You know, like, I just think it would be too hard. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And yeah, it's just, and all the teams are rested and all that kind of stuff. You know, there's not um, a team had to play super hard down the stretch and just squeak into the playoffs and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, I, I don't, uh, you know, another team that the rest may really help is Boston. So it's uh Yeah, but I mean also with Boston, I mean I haven't checked, but I mean Pasternak I don't think has even skated. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, a that's a huge you know, that's loss. A huge, huge loss. Now I mean maybe he's back, but um yeah, I like Carolina, dude, but I, I think of any of my my teams that that I got forced on me, I think they have the best shot of knocking off Carolina, the the Rangers. The Rangers I think do. that yep. could be. I think that could be fun. Yeah. If I, I I would have taken Carolina in your position, it was the right pick. But that's a dangerous matchup, like because given the youth of the Rangers, you know, and Shesterkin and Lundqvist, if one of them gets hot, that could be incredibly challenging for uh, Carolina to to get past. So we shall see, dude. dude. What are the stakes? What are the stakes? Dude, what does the we, winner get? We were texting a lot earlier in terms of what the stakes are. We talked maybe a trip to Reno, which would be funny. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate asterisk. Yeah, the, <laughs> the trip to Reno. You had such you had some really good suggestions, dude. Loser buys the winner a steak at Alexander's and has to watch them eat it through the window. I like that. <laughs> Although a co- the cops might have to come if I'm like watching you through the window. But um Dude, I think the I think this this one makes the most sense to me. Another idea of yours is the loser pays for a subscription for a cocktail club, cocktail of the month club. Yeah. And see and what we can do is then obviously you get two subscriptions so that we can have the cocktails together. It's sort of like yes. a physical distancing version of Vegas. And I think that's that makes the most sense. We'll have to find a, a service that has that. Luckily a lot of these uh, services exist, and you and I both like uh, a whiskey or two now and again, especially when we're in Vegas. I think this uh, continues the spirit of the bet, and uh, hopefully, we can one of us will enjoy the fruits with uh, the other person. Outstanding, dude. Consider it a bet, a virtual shake. Yep. Uh, outstanding, and uh, looking forward to seeing you on the ice. I'm getting my, uh, we're getting fiber internet on Saturday. Wow. So that I can finalize my outdoor, uh, COVID, uh, viewing palace. Nice. So, uh, you can come over fully wrapped in saran wrap. Yep. And, uh, and tinfoil and we can sit 20 feet apart from each other and watch the game. Uh, We'll have, uh, bull horns so we can yell at each other. (laughs) Fully masked yeah. and goggled. Yeah. Perfect. Sounds great. Yes. 
Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a, it's a weird feeling having like all of us. It feels very jarring to have like hockey playoffs start now. Like I honestly, I haven't been thinking that much about hockey the last month. And all of a sudden it's like, this is an important part of the season is right here. It's very weird. It's been, I gotta say, you know, I mean, as you know, I'm a big baseball fan. I I like the San Jose Earthquakes. The MLS, they've done a great job of getting their tournament, keeping it going. And for them, the bubble has worked. And was there a problem initially? Yeah, there was. There were two teams that had to get kicked out because they – um, and I'm not blaming them. You know, I don't know how they got it, but they did. They got it. And there were too many people and there was no way to continue with them as part of the bubble. So they got expelled yeah. basically. And they reshuffled the tournament and, uh, and that's that. Right. And, you know, MLS went first. I think some of these teams, they didn't all arrive at the same time. I think NHL and NBA kind of got the logistics of that down a little bit better so that the likelihood of a team getting a, you know, a, a, an outbreak seems to be low because they won't be going anywhere as long as everybody plays by the rules. Now, it appears that ML, Major League Baseball has had problems with that yeah. because one team, apparently, you know, unsubstantiated rumor, but a report on Yahoo Sports that, you know, Florida Marlins players did not play by protocol and went out in Atlanta after an exhibition game, and lo and behold, five days later, they have 18 people with COVID. Yeah, oops. So, they, is, <laughs> so are the Marlins out now, or what's going to happen? They're not out, but like, but they their games have been shut down f- until Sunday. And I mean, with MLB, there's a 60-player pool, right? So they can just say all the players that were on the original roster are out, and they have to replace them all with the other 30 guys. Yeah who weren't around the other players and maybe that's how they're going to do it. The other thing, listen, I, I would say, you know what, if they did do that, like they, the players did break the protocol and endangered their fellow teammates and the Philadelphia Phillies who they played against, then they should, they're out. They should be out. out. They're they're forfeiting the remainder of their games. And that's that. Uh, uh, And they should be out. So, is it possible that might happen in, in the NHL return to play tournament? It's possible. It's possible, it's possible, but there's an important there's an important variable or an important difference between the NHL and MLB, and that's the NHL is playing all their games in Canada, and Canada has a lot fewer cases. I think. Sure. I think I read yeah. the entire province of Ontario had like a handful of cases, whereas the state of Florida has like thousands a day. So. Right. Um, in Are you term, saying we're handling this wrong, dude? I'm. I. I admit nothing. Uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, like, in terms of, I. I hope the 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 players in the NHL continue to obey all the rules and to do what they're supposed to do because they don't want it. They don't want to give it to other, you know, team members and coaching staff and all that. And I mean, that's obviously the right thing to do. But there's obviously, even if they do break protocol, which I hope they don't. I think there's a much smaller chance of them getting it if they go out yeah. in Canada because Canada seems to have a better handle on this right now. So I I think this is I think it's going to work. I think that they're going to be able to make it work. And I think that they've demonstrated, you know, MLS has demonstrated that if professional sports are going to continue 
and we've seen this in the European soccer leagues. They they have to be in a in a bubble. They have to isolate. It, they you can't have too many people out in the world, and this is why the Major League Baseball season may not make it because they're they're traveling from city to city. Yeah. They're exposing themselves and their families to all these different elements. And yeah, you hope it works out. I really hope it works out. I'm enjoying watching the Giants play terrible baseball. But, <laughs> you know, I, it's the, like the NFL. I don't know how are how are they going to do this? Like, I don't know how they're going to do it. And, and then they should probably go back and reconsider and go, you know what? How can we have some sort of NFL season that isn't what we normally do, but we can do something? Right. And what are we willing to do? What can we do? Right. And I think once the NHL gets through this, they're going to have to think about, okay, when we do the season, we're not just going to be able to go from building to building. Probably we're going to have to figure out how are we going to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of opportunity for innovation here in terms of the logistics of it all and how things are going to work. I, I, I have no idea. There's so many things at play and, and who knows there might be, I mean, I don't. There's not going to be like a vaccine or anything available later this year, but there might be other treatment options, or there might be other strategies you could employ, or something. Who knows? I mean, all this stuff. Yeah, is just there's a strategy, changing. dude. There's a strategy. Don't get it. Wear a mask. <laughs> Wear a mask. That's the strategy. Wear Although, a mask. Not on the ice. Although I admit, I I did an outdoor workout last weekend and i wore a mask while working out, and it wasn't that bad. It wasn't. You know, it's not. It's not your favorite thing in the world to wear a mask, but you know if. It would be weird to see. I mean, baseball to me is the sport where you could do that. You can and they wear- are a lot of them are. Yeah, they are. You, if you watch, you can see the runner on first base has a mask on. It was so funny. The the first the Cubs first baseman when the guy gets the first base, he takes out hand sanitizer and puts it on the guy's hands. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's kind of funny, but yeah. like also like, I mean, and he's putting he puts a mask on. Yeah. I mean, they they are doing it. A lot of them are doing it. Now, a lot of them are engaging in behavior during the games that you're not supposed to do, right? And there was a bench clearing, clearing brawl nice. in a game yesterday where nobody hit each other, but they all came out of the dugout. They're not supposed to do that, right? And the guy who threw the pitch that instigated it we probably would have gotten maybe a warning or two games. He got an eight-game suspension, and he should right. because that you can't do that now. Like, I mean, like, there's the... This is not business as usual for anybody. And I don't know, dude, my happiness level has improved over the last three weeks since soccer and baseball has come back. Nice. I am. I feel better about life. Yeah, all this. Yeah. And and I think it and and I'm not alone in that. I know that. So I hope that they're able to keep this going, figure it out. And that these guys can play safely and uh, we can have some exciting hockey to root for over the next two months, dude. That's right, dude. And hopefully our quality of life will go up even more now that hockey will be back. It will regardless because we're going to have booze. That's right. We're going to have all that. <laughs> I hope our thank you to our listeners for staying with us. I know it's been a while since our last one. And uh, hopefully we'll be back weekly. Yep. We'll be back weekly now. We'll be back again. And I hope everybody out there is is healthy and staying safe and doing okay. And uh, we'll be back with more hockey next week here on the podcast. We can still do All it. All right. So. Go Calgary. <laughs> go, Cal- go Winnipeg, sort of. Hate the show? 
Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.